0: Everybody, Dawn Kendrick here with some good news. The good news is that you're only going to hear good news here. I am a repurposed news reporter and I am finally doing the stories that have been burning in my heart for so long. They're stories that uplift, encourage, and inspire. And they are real and they're raw and they're vulnerable. They're the good stuff stories, and we see it over and over again that through it all, through the middle of our biggest challenges. Together we can, together we will. Let's go see the good and be the good. Are your market set, let's go. Hey, y'all, we are so looking forward to bringing you our God at Work series of stories over the next few months. We named them God at Work in honor of my mama, Marlene Kendrick, who passed away on February 23rd, because if you knew our mama, you knew those words, God at Work. She was forever teaching us to see God in everything. So this series is for you all as much as it is for ourselves and reminding ourselves that we can, in fact, allow God to work through us by seeing the good in others and being the good for them. Welcome to the Got at Work Memorial Day series. We, uh, we talk a lot around this time of year about honoring people who have served, those who've paid the ultimate price, those who came home not whole. Uh, but the, around here, especially with the Good Stuff family, it's really no secret that we honor our veterans and our gold star families every second of every day because of the fact that we get to do exactly what we're doing. Now we get to speak freely. We get to um, live the lives uh, that we do quite frankly, because of the freedom that we've been given, not given, it's been hard earned. So, um, Again, welcome, Um, particularly looking forward to this one. If you would, could you click on, um, if you're watching YouTube, just click subscribe right now. I'd be so grateful. We're growing this good stuff, Family Tree 2023, and that's how we do it. And if you could share every post that that resonates with you, with your friends, we'd be so grateful. And um, Cinnamon the Shih Tzu concurs on that. I don't know if you hear her. Cinnamon, you concur? I'm going to take that as a yes. (laughs) Um, So anyway, uh, without any more babbling on this end, there are some people who talk the talk about PTSD and preventing uh, death by suicide among veterans. And then there are people who walk the walk, or in this case, row the row, if you will. So it is my pleasure to introduce you right now to Guy Phillips. Hi Guy. Hi
1: Don, how are you?
0: I'm so well, and I'm so grateful for your time today because Lord knows you are busy. You're busy. You're counting down to Thanksgiving uh, because this is a huge undertaking in which you and three other veterans are gonna row across the Atlantic and part of a race uh, called Fight or Die, O-A-R. Tell me what that is all about, the history and, and what you're doing to gear up for it
1: um actually the charity that we're rowing for the 501c3 that we're rowing for uh bryant knight and uh beau Mayer and uh Lori knight uh, his wife um in back in 2018 time uh the 501c3 came into uh being um beau and bryant were uh looking to row the ocean um with along with a couple other guys that they, uh, put together. And, uh, Brian had a friend of his that committed suicide. So Lori was in the mental health field, uh, doing mental health first aid training and things of that nature. So they came, they came together and they developed fight or die and, um, kind of a three tiered, um, thing. They put the row in to raise awareness, uh, raise funds for the charity and then the charity provides mental health training first aid training so you have first so you have first responders who are trained and can get people to the right resources and the professionals who can actually help them and uh recognize that you have a mental health issue going on with especially excuse me especially surrounding veterans so um and then of course they provide grants to students who are going into uh the mental health, veteran mental health field, and uh, vet resources, things like that. So they provide grants to students to get more people into the field because obviously it um, is not a field where you make a ton of money um, in that venture. So uh, they take on a lot of student loans and things like that. So the charity aims to help them to get people into the field as well.
0: What kind of training goes into? I'm going to pull up the pictures of you and your the three other guys who are Special Ops Army veterans as well as yourself, correct? Yes. Who are going to be in this one boat. Let me say it again. Four guys, one boat, on shifts, two hours on, two hours, two hours off, correct? Correct. What kind of training goes into that? As I pull up the pictures, you could even talk about uh, – let's just let you – I'm sorry. Go ahead. What kind of training goes in? Then let's pull up the pictures, and you can comment on these men and, and, and why everyone listening is going to love them.
1: Okay. Um, So the training, um, I I think people would be um, really surprised on the training. Um, We have uh, Concept2 rowers that we're on every single day, Um, uh, generally about 30 minutes to an hour a day on the rowers but a lot of our training is basic training. I mean, we got to take care of ourselves. So we're staying away from like CrossFit and things like that, because we don't want to take on an injury because finding people to row across 3000 miles across an ocean is really tough to do. So we have to make sure that we stay healthy along the way. Um, and we're doing, you know, lifting things like that. Um, we started off doing initially for endurance. Um, and then, through our meetings with people who have done the row and, um, you know, our investigation and making sure that we're prepared. Uh, we found that it's probably best to build strength along the ways because the ocean is really strong and it gives and it takes. So we're really into more of a strength building, um, type thing. Um, we're reaching out for local rowing rowing coaches. Um, so I've reached out to the foundry and, um, I'm waiting on them to get back to me so we can do some rowing throughout the summer and fall before we go. And just for I'm rowing technique and things like that. Rowing is a little different than skiff rowing. The ocean is a little different than skiff rowing, but at the same time it's um, rowing. So it's just really just being in really good shape, uh, preparing yourself mentally. So I think that's an art thing. Um, reading books. I'm reading a book right now on the art of resilience. It's like we're kind of diving into stuff like that to mentally get our heads wrapped around what we're going to deal with out there because between 35 and 50 days out there, that will be out there. And, you know, it's it's going to take a mental toll on us while we're out there.
0: For sure. And that's why when I said at the beginning that there's one thing to talk the talk, but this is something important. You could be doing anything else with your time after Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, fundraising, Can you even- that's about it
0: fundraising, and preparing for something that, again, we we talked to you and I a little bit before this, how many veteran suicide, well, death by suicides a day, and we, we've always heard, I've heard 22 a day, but when I went online, and look, there's some research shows, is that right, you know, here's the bottom line, right, guy, here's the bottom line, if it saves one life, and that's not, that's not just BS. Like I know you guys believe that because it's one person's son, one person's dad. Tell tell me about that for you. That literally, I imagine you're going to be rowing with people in mind who you know uh, have gone before because they didn't come home whole.
1: Yeah, not only guys who didn't come home. I, I they're gonna. I mean, they cross my mind. When I'm just. When I'm doing my morning workout, and you're there for 30 minutes or an hour on a rowing machine. Um you know, you think about the people that you're grateful for. I'm grateful for the team. You're grateful for the people that you served with, um, people that friends that I've lost throughout the years that have committed suicide. Um, and I think a lot of people think people just can't handle what they went through and they come back and they kill themselves. That's, that's not really, you're dealing with, like you said, the 22 day one is too many, um. Story, and I don't want to tell Bo's whole story for him, but I was with Bo Mayer, who was on the first row team, and he sits on the board for Fight or Die. And uh, you know, when he got finished with the row, his wife handed him the phone and said, "Somebody wants to talk to you." And it was somebody who was watching the race, and her husband didn't commit suicide because he came across it, and then he followed the race and literally stopped them from committing suicide. And it's things like that, stories like that, the people that you know that you've lost along the way. Um, I lost a friend to suicide. He a Vietnam veteran. I worked for for years. Um, he retired from our company. Um, I worked for Ameritech, SBC, AT and for 26 years. He retired. Um, he was one of the people who helped train me when I first came on board. And uh, you know, he committed suicide shortly after retiring. And, you know, it, the, when you think about it, a lot of veteran suicides go unreported because of the time between their service and when they the, the act actually happens. So those numbers of 22 a day are probably low. Um, we're seeing figures over 30,000 since 9-11. And so it's like you said, one is way too many. One is too many. And when we can stop, the more people we can get trained in veteran health, our mental health first aid, uh, people that. Raising awareness to it, getting people to the right resources, to the people who can help them, is, I think, critical to get out in front of it. Because after it's done, it impacts not only their families, their friends. It just it's ripples through the water across everybody that they, they've touched. And, and I so, don't.
0: I think you probably didn't even intend that pun, did you? Ripples no. through the water. No. Like you're gonna see. Kind what of a visual to know that you're making a positive impact, like the stone that makes the ripples. I mean, that's that's good stuff. That is really good stuff. And I I want I listened this morning to a Bob Goff podcast. I say he's my friend and mentor who doesn't know it yet. Fantastically, a fantastic author and speaker, all about making a difference in the world. So before we introduce the cast, uh, the three other friends of yours, the three other veterans. I want to do it in light of a couple quotes that I heard in this podcast. I figured it was probably a reason. There's probably a reason why I heard it this morning. Um, This is a quote. He said, I love people who are thinking about how do I move the needle in someone else's life? That's what you're doing. That's what y'all are doing. One life even. He didn't say in as many people's lives as we can. He said in someone else's life. Yeah. so uh, on that note, let's let's introduce these uh, friends of yours again, special ops, Army veterans who are gonna be rowing the Atlantic after Thanksgiving to raise awareness of veteran death by suicide. So let me just go ahead if I could and pull up and you can introduce us to the crew okay because you're gonna you're gonna if you don't know them now, you're gonna really. Really know them after 30 something days. I I
1: know, I know him pretty well. I served with two of them and uh, one of them, I've got to know him, know him and he and his wife very well. And they're just great people all the way around. So it's, I I think we're, we have a really good team.
2: Okay. Not that
1: we don't have our moments out there, I'm sure, but we've talked about our conflict resolution.
0: It's family. It's family. Now here's a picture of all four of you, correct? Yes. Okay. You want to go from left to right?
1: Okay. So standing next to me on the far left is Dave Figgins. Uh, Dave is served with 20th Group SF. He's Ranger. Um, His sons are serving with the 75th Ranger Regiment in, uh, I I believe, 2nd Battalion. Uh, I know one of his sons is 2nd Battalion, uh, his wife, Lisa. Um, He's also Illinois State Highway Patrol. Um, Just a fantastic person, hard worker, dedicated family, friends, um, just really, really good people all the way around. Um, standing, obviously that's me in the center and then to, uh, which would be my left to the right as I'm going across the pictures, it faces me, um, with the beard is Craig Foreman. Craig served with me in 1st Battalion, 1st Ranger Battalion, 5th Ranger Regiment. Um, Craig went on, uh, to serve eight years, uh, left as staff sergeant, I'm sorry. And Dave left as, um, I believe a major, um, retired as major. From uh 20th Group uh, Reserve Special Forces. Uh and Craig served eight years, staff sergeant, uh went on to contract um and served following into the Middle East uh following 9-11. So uh Craig, wonderful guy. I like I said, Craig got there about a year and a half after I did and uh, so we served in the same platoon, same team together. Just great people. His wife Becca has been, Becca and Lisa and Kathy, uh, their wives have been um, absolutely just fantastic helping us th- through everything, the social media and everything. So just great people all the way around. And on the far end is uh, Joe Leach. Joe uh, just retired um, a couple years ago from uh, he was with fifth group um, obviously he had other stations, but he was a retired Lieutenant Colonel uh, Joe and I started our Joe got there about eight months after I did to the first, I served with them in first ranger battalion. Um, we served on the same ranger team and just, uh, you know, Joe went on with his military career. Um, I moved to national guard in Massachusetts and then got out and then went on with the career in, telecommunications and uh, everything else. But we've all remained friends throughout the years. And, uh, you know, I went to Joe's retirement. Joe's kind of who got me into this too. So Joe was friends with Brian, who is the president of Fight or Die. And uh, Joe, he called me and said, hey, can you meet me in Louisiana? <laughs> and I said, sure. I said, "What well, we do it. He goes, we're going fishing. And then while we were fishing, he kind of talked me into doing this. So he's like, out of all the guys that I've served with and know he goes, I know you're about crazy enough to do this. And I was like, Yeah, you know what? It's about time I move on to something else and do some good in the world. So it's uh, you know, um, we get wrapped up into our careers and things like that. And you know, it's sad when we lose somebody or but the great thing is that as a lot of guys are retiring now, we're everyone's starting to do really, really good work. Um I mean, you don't stop ever stop serving. So at some point you have to, you know, you you reimagine what, how you're gonna serve. And I think for a lot of us, it's just, we're looking for ways to give back to our veteran community, give back to the people that gave so much, especially this weekend, when we think about Memorial Day and we think about the people we lost that, you know, they gave the ultimate sacrifice for us to enjoy what we have here today. And it's just one of those things that, you know, you feel humbled, and yeah. you, so you give back.
0: And even uh, just a couple minutes ago, when you were speaking, it didn't—it wasn't lost on me that you mentioned their wives and you mentioned their families, because, like, like you said earlier, this is—it's not just one veteran; it's families right. that are affected. And I think uh, I'm going to pull these pictures up quickly. It all started, you know, here. You say that you continue to serve, that you always serve. Well, who, which one is this? This you is know? Dave Figgins. There's Dave. And who's this?
1: Uh, that's Joe Leach.
0: Mm-hmm. And this? That's Craig. Got it. Okay.
1: A Craig what? And Craig's a character, obviously. So. Uh, you so... He's a little bit of a character.
0: <laughs> uh, should we pull it up again?
1: So. Yeah. The
0: background. Oh, for God's sake, Ivan, I know what that is. That's <laughs> hilarious. Okay. Now that's a good time to remind our our uh, listeners who are listening via podcast that you can go to thegoodstufffamily.com and see this video stream uh, that the podcast audio podcast comes from. But yes, yeah, so you mentioned the family, and we mentioned that you never stop serving. I love what you said at the beginning before we even started recording. Also something something really that made me take a second to think about exactly what it meant and you said that it's on weekends like this sure you love when people say thank you for serving but really what you want to say is thank you for living in a way that says you appreciate that gift that we've helped to give you to be able tell me more about that i love it Whoever ever thought on memorial day of celebrating every single person in America who is on the flip side, the receiving side of veterans.
1: Yeah. You know um, it's when we, when we talk, uh, when you go throughout, like we were saying beforehand, a lot of people when they find out you're a veteran will come up and say, thank you for your service. I think sometimes as veterans, you struggle for a response back because I mean, you can say you're welcome, but it doesn't really seem to fit. And in a lot of ways, you know, for a short response, thank you for enjoying what was provided to you. Thank you for enjoying your freedom. Thank you for living your best life. Thank you for giving back. It's like, these are the, these are the things that I think a lot of us went for. And I mean, we're humbled because, you know, we're still here. A lot of our, a lot of people we served with friends of ours, they were family to us. They're not. So this is like one of the things that we, you know, we struggle. It's sometimes it's hard because I mean, you're proud to be a veteran, but you're also humbled by it.
0: I love it. And you, you, again, um, it's not lost to me how you walk the walk. This is not just some memorized speech. You're speaking from your heart. And I want, I want to make sure before we run out of time, we want to be respectful of people's time, keep it to a half an hour, but, when, when we talk about the work that you're doing, it's going to help right here in Northeast Ohio with yeah. another, every good stuff story like yours has another layer and another layer from that. There's a, a, an organization called Sub-Zero Mission here in Northeast Ohio. Are you, uh, my, my heart celebrates organizations like this. Grass roots, good stuff. Tell me how that, what you're doing can ultimately um, affect Tim and Al and the work they're doing to go into the trenches and help these veterans out.
1: So it's kind of funny, Um, Al graduated a little bit after me from um, like a sister high school out here in Painesville. And so I've known Al for quite a few years. Um, Obviously we lost some contact over years, but Al started Sub-Zero Mission and it was a mission to go out and help homeless vets. Obviously, when they're out there to help all the homeless, but they try to get when they come across a homeless vet, they try to get them directed in the right spot. And they do missions in the coldest weather that we get northeast Ohio, uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Columbus, Youngstown, Detroit. They go on missions all over the outside of the greater Cleveland area. And they're based out here about 30 minutes east of Cleveland. Um, Tim's on the board with that as well. And I've gotten to know them really good over the last few years. And um, I've supported them through their fundraisers and whatnot. You know, and Al and I have talked. I'm probably going to go on to be a Blue Coat once I'm done with this row. And it's, you know, go out with on missions with them and stuff like that. Um, they're always looking for good veterans to go out and help them. But they do really, really good work every year. They've been doing it for several years. So, um, you know, the the chance of getting – the chance of, of me – falling in to a charity based out of Colorado, which is now, um, you know, Bryant lives in Mobile, Alabama, but the chance meeting of him through a friend that we've reconnected, you know, throughout periodically throughout the years that, you know, retired from the military and bringing in fight or die. And then, you know, talking to Al and Tim about, Hey, why don't we get your blue coats, guys who are going out there get them trained in mental health first aid. And uh, fight or die provides that training for free, and we can help get you guys trained. So we're going to link them up with Lori, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know that I know they're talking about it internally, and we're going to get them linked up, get their people trained, so they know about the resources available, and they know um, when they're dealing with a mental health issue. Because a lot of our, you know, you'll you'll find some veterans who just flat out gave up, who are out there, but you also. Find, you know, that have just too, too much has come on top of them, but you're dealing with PTSD, you're dealing with TBIs, you're dealing with people that are really struggling out there and uh, they haven't gotten a fair shake. And there's um, so many charities available that to help veterans and help people out there. It's veterans helping veterans and mm. uh, getting their people trained so they can recognize it and be able to deal with it and know all the resources available. I mean, they're good. I think Sub-Zero does their own training in-house and they do a really, really great job with it, but um, just getting them some formal training. And since fight or die provides that training for free, why not?
0: And keeping with the Bob Goff theme, I want to add a couple more um, quotes from him and have you respond because these, as I listened to these this morning, I'm like this describes the very important work that you're doing. He said um, that in all of geography, you could include the Atlantic Ocean, I guess. And the space that I'm in, Bob Goff again, he sees that as an opportunity to love those around me. Is that not perfect for the four of you? Yeah,
1: yeah. absolutely perfect. I mean, you know, it's it really is about spreading the love. It's about, you know, building family outside of your, you know, your actual blood family. It's about, um, we like, I mean, I'm going to steal your line. Cause you said, you, you said this to me when we first met Dawn As God weaves. And it's, you know, I can't tell you since we met and you said that to me. And I started thinking about the journey that I'm on and how it's, how it's weaving all of us together and how everyone's taking care of each other. You know, I, I can't even, you know from our hard rock charlie foundation um the unit i served in you can see our guide on behind us we do a reunion every year we turned it into a foundation to help families um of injured lost uh rangers us socom personnel um and you know between when you look at all the cherries out there tunnels the towers and uh, wounded warrior foundation and there's uh, there's just hundreds and hundreds of cherries out there helping but It's They all start to weave together and they do missions together and they support each other and we all support all, you know, there's not this, like, we're not singular in what we do. We literally, we spread the love as much as we can.
0: That's it. And I'm putting, if you're listening, it's hardrockcharliefoundation.org. I'm going to put it up as a crawl at the bottom here. Um, But the the next point I'd love you to comment on again, this is Bob Goff. If you ever want to take note on what's going on around you, then you will see all kinds of hope. You and me and Bob Goff, we're speaking the same kinds of language, family beyond blood and hope. (laughs) Turn off the TV if you have to. I'm begging you turn yes. it off and have eyes to see the hope. Let's just have you comment on, on specifically for fight or die and the veterans who you're working to serve yourself. If you ever want to take note on what's going on around you, then you will see all kinds of hope. Tell me your thoughts about that.
1: Um, You know, I think we get inundated every day with media taglines and everything that happens out there. And um, you know, i don't think people should be void of news i think news you know keeps us up to date on what's going on in the world but you got to look outside of it you got to look to the hope you got to look to the people that are out there we have so we have so many people that are doing good and um you know i think we get inundated and everyone sees all the negative in the world but there's so much positive there's so much hope out there there's so much for everybody just they're literally standing up and doing good things. And it doesn't matter if you're rowing the ocean or running a marathon or biking across the country or whatever it happens to be uh, jumping out of airplanes to raise money, whatever, all the crazy stuff that veterans do, but also how about just the good work? How about the guys like sub-zero mission we talked about that you have groups of um, teams of people, including veterans that are going out and going under bridges and the, in the sub-zero temperatures in Northeast Ohio that we have in January and February and helping people, giving them a sleeping bag, giving them warm boots, giving them, you know, a hat. And literally they're going out on that mission. They're not doing that because they get a, the the only thing they get out of it is some feel good in the heart that they're giving back. But in essence, they're going out there to help people because they truly care and they truly love other people. And so there's just a lot of hope in the world. There's a lot of good in the world. And it's not as negative as what people think it is. You know, you got to stay on that positive note. That's the only way we get through it. You're so speaking forward.
0: my language. You're speaking my language. You know what we call that, Guy? We call what you just said. Well, in our old, my old career, we would call it a soundbite. Today, I hear you say it, and I call it a drop the broadcast news mic moment. <laughs> drop the mic. That's it that's it. That's just it. And I picture, I know these people, I know Tim and I know his wife and his family beyond his blood family. Yeah. The visual I have while you were talking is that they lead with their heart. Grassroots good stuff. I see them loading up in that big bus that they've got and I see a visual of them like hearts out ahead of them, pulling them each onto that bus. Like that's kind of the visual I just got. And the good news is we can all do that. Again, Bob Goff says his neighbor who has jets all over the world for work, he goes and pulls everybody on the streets, trash can out to the curb on trash day because he's literally loving his neighbor. It's so simple. And I did just do that last year (laughs) across the street when I was going for a workout. And I thought, you know, they all have, those outdoor cameras. And I'm like, he's probably thinking, what is, who's this crazy person? Where'd she come from? But I'm like, Bob Goff, (laughs) right? So just do it. If you're listening, be encouraged. What's on your heart. What's so simple. Maybe it's even a phone call. Maybe it's a phone call to someone that's on your mind or a text that reminds them why you love them and you support them. Okay. And my final uh, quote from Bob Goff, if we could have you comment, he said, there's something about making a safe place where people can come and just deal with themselves. That's what you're doing. Like you're providing resources, you know, um, going out to these veterans and saying, you're not alone. I see you. I see you. Tell me about that. There is something about making a safe place where people can come and just deal with
1: themselves. Yeah. I. You know, that safe place, I, I put some thought into this that safe place is really about raising awareness. Um, like I have had the late night conversations with friends I've served with um, when they're going back to missions and where they've lost people and things like that. And they're just breaking down because it eventually it wells up inside of them. And it comes out, especially if a little bit of alcohol is flowing or something along that lines, because, you know, everyone is just, as we deal with that, but I think the biggest thing is awareness. Like when you say it's okay to say you have a mental health issue, it's okay to say you have PTSD. It's okay to say I have a TBI and not be afraid of that. I, It's, you know, for so many years, they used to call it shell shocked, And so many years, I think from our World War II veterans to, to our Korean War veterans, I mean, obviously you can go back to World War One too. I didn't know many of them in my lifetime. But the, you know, when you, but when I look through all the different generations of veterans, um, you know, And over the 50 some years that I've been on this earth, it's just like, you didn't never talked about mental health. You never talked, you never wanted to say you're dealing with an issue. We keep everyone just bottles it up and keeps it inside. And, um, you know, we're taught to section stuff off to drive on and complete that Ranger mission, no matter what, no matter what happens on that mission, you got to box it up and put it away. So we put these things in boxes, building awareness, is what really builds that community, builds that safe space. Because now all of a sudden, when it's no longer taboo anymore, and the people that you served with, the people that are out there, the people that are raising money, the people that are talking to you, are all people who've done it with you. You create a safe space for them. And the safe space to talk about it, get it off their chest, um, be able to go back to their families with a refreshed mind um, to unload it a little bit it's, you know, you really do. It's, I don't know how else to put that. You just sort of, it's, you have to take the taboo away from it and you have to keep pushing forward. And when you do that, you create the safe space.
0: Yes. I was going to say to shine some light on it. So it's become such a boutique, remove the stigma. It's such a boutique Um Phrase kind of now. Let's remove the stigma. But well, when it comes down to it, being really real and raw and genuine about it is not easy. And we're not just talking veterans now. We're talking everyone up against, especially the last few years. So if you're listening, if this is settling into your hearts, our prayer is that you would reach out. I'm scrolling thegoodstufffamily.com if you want to see this audio um podcast visually, thegoodstufffamily.com. We're scrolling that you can dial 988. 988- to talk to someone about suicidal thoughts. 988, that's it. It's a nationally established three numbers. That's all you have to remember. It's right there. I've also been crawling um, for the um, organization, your organization that you helped start, right here, hardrockcharliefoundation.org. Hardrockcharliefoundation.org. And I'm looking at the time. This always happens when I care too much. <laughs> you know, I say I say it at the beginning to remind myself that we want to stay to task here. But one one more, I want to point out one more thing, that this is the God at work series. Uh, ultimately, we see God at work all the time, even if people don't even recognize it. But I ask you ahead of time, do you see God at work here in, in all that you guys are doing?
1: Yeah. I, you know, it, like I said, that statement you made to me that God weaves, it's God is at work in everything that we're doing. Um, I I think it's just, it, it's about bringing people together. It's about, um, just, you know, when you look at the, you look at that sky, you look at you know, that Valley across and you look at everything that is there. And then you think about all the good stuff in life and people helping people it's, he's just always there. He's always around us. So it's, it, I definitely think it makes sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and understand that, you know, God is there just making everything happen for us, you know, and, um, you know, I, I know you're getting ready to wrap. So I did want to interject this, um, the fight or die family lost the boat last year, our 2022 team. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about um, God surrounding us? God surrounded those gentlemen when their boat at midnight at crest of a 30-foot wave and was flipped over and they couldn't recover it. And um, they were rescued by a 700-foot cargo ship. And all four of them made it out, um, thank God. So the fight or die family did not lose anybody. They lost the boat. Um, We're working to replace the funds and replace that boat. So FOD23.org, get in there, donate I don't care if it's $5, $10, whatever you can afford. They're putting that boat together. I want to talk about God being there for them and their families. Um, They were very, very close. We were very, very close to losing four uh, U.S. Air Force veterans that took on this mission like we're doing this year. And thank God for those guys.
0: And I got to tell you, I have one more final. The final thing there is: if you want to help, if you're in Northeast Ohio, specifically in the Fairport Harbor, Painesville area, and look, you guys, if you're listening to this outside of Ohio, just Google Fairport Harbor. Google how awesome that place is to visit. I I rented a house there. And stayed for a weekend. There's a restaurant, a little restaurant that anyone here in these parts is familiar with called Pomodoro. Pomodoro. Oh yeah. Sorry.
2: (laughs) I
1: I know it well.
0: I have it written down. I I said said it, I have it written right in front of me and I said it and I just said, it's it's a hard word to say. Sorry, you know what? I'm gonna be honest, I'm distracted because my good friend Tim DeWolf just pumped in. He just popped in, if you will. Uh, And I wanna just make sure we hear from him quickly too because he's doing great work, but quickly. Uh, if you live in Ohio, consider going to this fundraiser. And if you want a little getaway, if you're driving distance, I highly recommend. This is a perfect opportunity to, tr- to try out Fairport Harbor yourself. Tell us about that fundraiser coming up.
1: Okay, so um, here's the deal with the fundraiser. So my brother owns the Pompadour restaurant. Um, he just won Silver Spoon, Cleveland Magazine, best restaurant in the East. He's uh, just doing, I mean, he's doing great things out here. The food is absolutely amazing. The drinks so, uh, my brother is helping us um, by not only sponsoring us with Fight or Die, he's also helping us with a fundraiser. And on June 21st, he's going to have uh, a grade five Japanese and American Wagyu steak dinner. Um, he's going to do it in the Pompadour style, um, nice size portions for a small plate, and doing just top grade meats and uh, Pompadour sides. And we're going to do a little whiskey bar. We're going to have hopefully we will have the boat out back the whole team is going to be in town and you'll get to meet the team get to see the boat Um, it's a $250 donation you can go FOD23.org scroll to the bottom you'll see the Fairport Harbor event click on it it'll take you to Eventbrite and then click on the event and it'll take you right in the flip cause donate to 250 hundred and will generate an email to me personally and i'll go ahead and get you the links and um to set up for your reservation and stuff through it and then uh the reservation gets you in and you know the 250 donation is tax deductible directly to fight or die and that gets you in the door for a steak dinner and your nights taken care of and meet the team hear the stories talk about what we're going to do um 3000 miles across the Atlantic ocean so it's uh, you know There's going to be uh, hopefully a really great presence, a lot of awareness raised and a lot of people doing good things that roll off this. So that's our hope anyways, that it really spreads.
0: And, you know, we're going to give it uh, as a gift surprise gift to a friend of ours. Who's a chef. So if you know a foodie type culinary person who you're looking for a unique gift, maybe a few you pitch in, or if you know someone who would love a way to tangibly support grass, Roots goodness, good stuff for veterans. Maybe even better if you know a foodie who loves to support veterans. I think you need to, you know, consider this even as a gift because it is the kind of stuff that allows you, like we said, to not just walk the walk, but to row the row, you know, and not just talk the talk. So um, quickly, I got to bring in Tim DeWolf, who is another man in these parts who is doing so much good for years and years and years grassroots reaching out to veterans with PTSD. And I'd love to introduce you. Hi, Tim. Hey, Tim.
2: Good morning to you or good afternoon, I guess.
0: Yeah. yeah. well, uh, I'm so glad that you could pop in and we've said it. Actually, my new friend Guy has said it a couple of times for us, but we say God weaves now watch them work. So to be able to connect you two quickly and to also let all of our listeners hear exactly what you're doing, I'm going to take the liberty, because I can, to go a little extra long on this podcast. Um, Tim, give me a window, would you, into uh, what it is, Um, like Sub-Zero Mission, that you do to help these these veterans with PTSD?
2: Well, um I'm Sort of semi-retired, but it's been turned over to uh, two Iraqi veterans. But what Ghostwriter started was after the suicide of a of an Iraqi Freedom vet. Uh, my daughter and I started uh, a charity that wanted to reach out to veterans coming back with post-traumatic stress, and it kind of expanded from that into actually being in the field and seeking out veterans coming back not only with post-traumatic stress but with drug and alcohol. Um, problems. And what we found was that the VA was pretty much limited to inside the walls. At that time, it was anyway. So what we started to do was to go outside the walls. We did things like finding veterans that were camped out. We've we've, uh, driven hundreds of miles to find a veteran that was sequestering in his apartment with no TV and no heat. And we would Gradually start to talk to them with, uh, and I had a service dog at that time, a giant Newfoundland, they called her the giant magic dog. And uh, we coaxed them into veterans programs. Um, At first there was some resistance from the VA, uh, didn't welcome outsiders. Gradually we expanded into going into court with veterans and we received despite absolutely no authority, at least official authority, being invited into some judges chambers. And we talked about veterans uh, programs available through the VA. And we got some veterans or some courts, for example, Willoughby, and in some cases, Menor and and Painesville to allow veterans to substitute uh, a visit to the VA to get into a program. And they would hold sentencing until they made a sincere effort to get in the program. And for a very short time, we even had a program where I was able to sign out veterans from Lake County Jail and walk them over to the Veterans Service Commission in Painesville where they could meet with a VA counselor. Um, Unfortunately, the VA found out about that and decided that that was beyond the scope of what they wanted to participate. So those are kind of the things that we did was basically take veteran concern outside the veteran's hospital and into the field and then use our connections in the community to bring the veteran and the VA into contact with one another with a little pressure where they needed to, there was a little impetus to, to get involved with the VA in lieu of what the legal system might have had in store for them.
0: That's a Grassroots. Grassroots. And you and your daughter started it. We said earlier, before you popped in, that it, you know, take note on what's going around you and you're going to see so much hope. You're seeing hope in these people that sometimes the court system doesn't even see. That is good stuff. It's grassroots, good stuff. So thank you for popping in, my friend. Uh what if people want to listen? Oh, I said thank you for popping in and he disappeared immediately. I think he just we must have lost the wife. <laughs> but it was right on cue. Thank you for popping you. in. He's like, Yep, yeah, gotta go. No, nope, there he is. Okay.
2: No, <laughs> I told you I, it, what I would do is, is don't wait for the- <laughs> something. Go out and try and start. And and see what comes of it. But uh, God bless you all, and, and remember the veterans on today. That's it.
0: And I would submit not just Memorial, you, yeah, not just Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I believe the two of you need to meet, and I I might recommend a little restaurant in Fairport Harbor. Guy knows the owner.
2: It's only You'll four able- miles from me, so I, I've been. The
0: pompadour, there. you've probably been, haven't you? Yep. I and love then, it
2: have an ice cream place that serves alcohol yeah the creamery's
1: right there too (laughs) That's so, my
0: friend. That's yeah. my friend who yeah. started that. She's a dynamic entrepreneur, too. that's a whole other story. Look, this is how it works. I'm telling you, he weaves. so i'm so I'm so grateful for both of you. I can't even wait to see what this friendship, this partnership will lead to as well. Best of luck to you, guy. Uh, I hope you know that when you're rowing and you're seeing those ripple effects that we're pulling for you back here, we'll be praying for you. In fact, right now, my prayer. Father God, that you would protect like a a shield of protection around these men who are working so hard, so hard to be there for the people who they know they see hope in them, Father God. And you are the author of hope. So I just pray for their safety and I pray that you would multiply exponentially their reach that 30 days on the Atlantic ocean would be a drop in the bucket. Father God, for what these men are about to do. It's in your name. We pray. Amen. I thank you for joining us. I can't wait um, to see the good that's going to come of this. And I'm grateful. I'm just so grateful for all of you.
2: God bless America.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, (laughs) Don. a thousand thank yous to you. And uh, again, a reminder, the goodstufffamily.com is where you can see physically see my friends, Tim DeWolf and Guy Phillips. And uh, we would love it. If you could click subscribe stories like this, we're telling them and we want to be able to grow the good stuff, family tree, 2023. So thank you for listening. Remember to see the good in others and be the good for them. God bless you. has been a grassroots good stuff family production big love and gratitude to our friend carlos jones who is the talented voice and creator behind this music that sets the tone for these good stuff stories huge gratitude and love as well for our social media director she is danielle folk and is consistently going above and beyond follow her at farmhouse storyteller and to the producer my Trevi. The glue that holds together the moving parts of this God inspired endeavor. Thegoodstufffamily.com is where you'll find links for all the things we're doing, including how to be a sponsor of a story. So grateful for our faithful sponsors who have already made so much of what we do possible. And of course, big love and gratitude for you, the listeners, helping to grow this Good Stuff Family Tree 2023. Welcome to the family.